This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shilling, Tillman Fertitta, and Walton Cronky, Joey Devine, Gail Benson, Satan's brother, Richard DeVos, Sean Keen. David Blitzer, Ted Leonsis, musical guest Seymour Stein, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, and we are back, me and Sean. From Thanksgiving break. Sean, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, just incredible. Um, so much turkey. How much turkey? Give us the deets. You know, we want to hear the deets like, on uh, your eats, dude. Good. Oh, yeah. Okay, deets on the eats. Uh, it was the first time I'd eaten goose. I mean, there was also what? turkey. but Where were you? Fucking Dickens, Dickens era London? I was like, what year is this, young boy? <laughs> Um, and then they said, 2018, you just slept in a lot because you were driving. Uh, no, it was a, it was a goose that was actually shot by my, my girlfriend's father and retrieved by their family dog. Dark ending to that story. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you think it gets on your plate? Wake up sheeple, especially Uh, if you're eating lamb. The replicator, dude. 
Um, I think that's what they called it on Star that's Trek. That's how the rockets get all their meals, I think. Uh, no, they're, they like, eat it's Soylent. So babe. He makes yeah. them eat Soylent. He was, uh, whose presidential campaign was Maury really into today? Oh, <laughs> so today? We... Beto, dude. Beto. Beto. Oh, he's a Beto supporter. That's... Yeah, which is weird. How do you... He is the rare Romney slash Beto voter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what he likes? He likes a handsome man. That's what he... That's White what dudes? Maury likes, yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, should well, we get to Beto the... maybe like secretly in a musical at some point and we don't know about it? He's Beto? like, I know we oh, in a, he band. a band. Yeah. Like, hey, he, do you think he could have ever played on like uh, American Idiot? Is the musical even called American Idiot? I think so, yeah. I've seen it and yet I already forgot. You saw American Idiot? I did. Have I've only seen the documentary about the making of American Idiot. Oh, I would rather see that you've got to watch it it's so good listeners look i know a lot about uh rock and roll documentaries about bands that i don't particularly like that much (laughs) and the american idiot one is excellent because there's a scene where the members of green day go to a rehearsal for the first time to hear the cast sing their songs Mm -hmm. and it is so funny because Billy Joe is the only one who cares, but the other two have to pretend like how moved they were because the yeah, cast is like watching Joe, them. like joins the cast later, yes. is that into it and doesn't play the main guy either. No, he plays he might not have the vocal range Joe the or... Angel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I've never seen it. But anyway, check it out. It's no some kind of monster. Yeah, but it is Joey. pretty good. Do you know what uh, happens at the end of American Idiot? September comes. Uh, well, that's true. But uh, the uh, the curtain of the the show ends. Sorry, September the... ends. Sorry, keep going. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the show ends. The curtain rises, and uh, everyone in the cast is strumming an acoustic guitar, and they're singing "Good Riddance." Shut up, the audience. No. We hope you had the time of your life. That really happens. Oh yeah, that happened. What the fuck? That is upsetting. I am very. That that is. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't like it before, and then that happened, and I was like, "Well, like you already had my money. You didn't need to hit me in the face with my money as I was walking out." You know what I mean? Mm Hmm. Yeah, we just had a stretch of years where we um would take my parents to musicals for like a mother's day father's day performance for a present mm-hmm. anyway we saw wicked in the heights and uh american idiot mm-hmm. it's pretty into in the heights i gotta say i didn't know it would lead to hamilton but uh <laughs> like small you just never know with those kind of things you know what i mean like i enjoyed the character of fraser crane on cheers i didn't know i would be enabling you know, a monster's 30-year run. Um, speaking of good riddance time of your life, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, I've been working tirelessly to write a Luka Doncic-themed good riddance time of your life parody, <laughs> and I, I just can't wrap my brain around it. Well, you know what? Just, just, you just need a large budget. And you know what you should do? 
mm-hmm. make it the full length of a song. Yeah, all the entire song. Because that's how song. long it takes for the, the joke to sit in. <laughs> it's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's Doncic. Um, <laughs> all right, that was terrible. But speaking of uh, basketball, <laughs> uh, should we go to the news, Sean? Let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright. Thank you, Robot, for that news drop. Um, our top story tonight is um PJ Tucker of the Houston Rockets, Sean. Uh he's the pancake king. The, yeah, he the he, pancake he, king of of uh, Houston. Uh, he eats pancakes for lunch every game day. <laughs> and guess a, how many pancakes? I mean, like a normal amount for an NBA Four player. Five. One. Wow. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's silver dollar. Uh, from the story that we found this from, they are definitely not silver dollar pancakes. Mm. It quotes a couple of spectators who saw him eating and were like blown away by the amount of pancakes that were on his table. Yeah. It was like a Dan in real life pillow amount of pancakes. (laughs) I have not seen Dan in real life. No, but you've seen the poster for Dan in real life. Haven't you? Oh, is there a big stack of pancakes in front of Steve Carell? No, he's laying with his head down on a giant stack of pancakes. Look, I think about the poster for Dan in real life. A lot, and it's a movie I have never seen. It's um, uh, is that is that the This Is Us guy? Did he make Dan in real life? Sounds sounds right. Sounds right. Right. <laughs> it seems on. like the right kind of title for for one of his films. Uh, let me send you the Dan in real life picture right now. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just wondering, is was this? what is going to lead Steve Carell to agreeing to do the office reboot. Uh, Oh yeah. That's a lot of pancakes. Yeah, That's a PJ Tucker amount of pancakes, right? Yeah. He would. Yes. That. So he like searches out. Oh God, this is such a sad poster. (laughs) I think about it. Steve Carell like insisted on looking a little bit handsome though. (laughs) Cause his eyes are like open you can really see like the blue of his eyes. Uh, you can barely notice his hair plugs at all. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it is affiliated with This Is Us. <laughs> Somebody it named Peter like Hedges. Who, um, uh, anyway, uh, can I read you a quote PJ Tucker says about pancakes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I consider myself a pancake connoisseur because of all the pancakes I've eaten around the world. I've been everywhere in Europe, and I've eaten everywhere. (laughs) Which, I mean, I get it. It's weird that he's been all around Europe and ate pancakes in all of those locations. You know what? I think we're, I think they've messed up his nickname, though. It shouldn't be Pancake King. Okay. Clearly, PJ Tucker's new nickname should be the Dutch Baby, right? Oh, yeah, there there we go. (laughs) Yeah, he should be the Dutch baby. I, I agree. Um, all right, Sean. Is that, is that actually Rick Smith's 
derisive nickname <laughs> that Larry Brown used for him. All right, here's a question. You're not the Flying Dutchman. You're a Dutch baby. Here's a question for Reggie, you, Reggie, get me a cocktail. Okay, sorry. Um, If you were sitting down to a meal of four to five pancakes and you had to play a basketball game in a few hours, mm-hmm. uh, what would your beverage of choice be? Probably like wa- like a lot of water. Water? Maybe like some it, coffee, like, right? Whatever, coffee yeah. Coffee and pancakes coffee goes would be well. Good. Any, anything that would... You know, like, make the pancakes not be in my stomach at tip-off. Not sweet, though, right? Not a lot of sugar. No, like a, yeah, like a like an acidic beverage or pure water. Well, PJ Tucker drinks apple juice <laughs> with his pancakes that are definitely drenched in powdered sugar and oh, syrup. Yeah. I believe sometimes they even have breakfast cereal in them. Mm. And it's not... Oh, it's so he like likes, bees. like, the voodoo donuts of pancakes? Yes, yes. He okay. actually, like, goes on Yelp and tries to find weird pancakes. And weird pancakes, that means they have, like, candy bars inside them. Here's, there. there's one thing, though, that this story tracks to me. Because I've said it before, I think, maybe not on this podcast, but maybe on Corbin Smith's Take It or Break It. Mm-hmm. Uh, but PJ Tucker, LeBron is the most daddy basketball player there is, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the league today. And PJ Tucker is the most uncle, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And pancakes to me are very uncle because, uh, uncle Buck makes them, you know? No, oh, yeah, no, no. It's like a meal you eat when someone unqualified is doing childcare. Oh shit, dude. Uncle Tuck. That's his nickname. Uncle Tuck. <laughs> All right, you're no longer the Pancake King or, or the Dutch, the Dutch baby. baby, Uncle Tuck. Oh, yeah! Wow, love it when we can give a a guy a nickname no one else will use. All right, I watched, I watched that crazy uh, Rockets Wizards overtime game uh, just just about an hour ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a moment at the end of the game where PJ Tucker gives the most savage, blatant moving screen I've ever seen. And just like, it's hard to describe even what happens, but he scoots into Jeff Green's path and manages to like launch him into the air onto the bench Mm -hmm. to free up a corner three. That's incredible. Both teams are just like wildly turning it over at the end. Oh, it's great. You know what other, uh, you know what? Who else would set a, a monster moving screen? John Candy, dude. All right. Uh, All right. All right, P. Buddy. He would have loved this Raptors team, except right. might not have liked basketball. I don't really know. There's something I think he liked gambling. <laughs> uh, there's something we need to talk about. Uh, we're yes. not going to talk about it too much, but um, over the weekend we got a lot of people asking us uh, to talk about the Dwight Howard story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not going to talk about it, right, Sean? No. First of all, it's very difficult to figure out what is even being yeah. What's in the it's Dwight also Howard story. difficult to figure out what's real and what's not. Yeah, um, I've been. Uh, I briefly followed um, Robert Latall, the founder of Black Sports Online, which mm-hmm. would normally be your go-to source in this. And I was just overwhelmed 
by uh by the gossip i have to say wow um but it's hard it was just hard to track because there were a lot of a lot of people were getting in beefs with instagram models that aside um we need to talk about this dwight howard story first off I just want to stay right off the bat. Uh, all of your jokes about the Dwight Howard story when it first came out uh, were bad. Don't do that. Um, yeah. Uh, tra- first off, trans women are women, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, you know, I'm showing off how woke I am or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I don't know. We'll talk about it when it's clear what what is happening. And yeah, also, yeah. if you want to make fun of Dwight Howard... Uh, you've had plenty of chances to make fun Ten of Dwight Howard. Years. We've in fact, done it a lot. There's, in fact, plenty about Dwight Howard's sexual behavior that you can make fun of before, yeah. like like when he had those teenagers up to his hotel room. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's all we should say, right? We're done. Yeah, dude. He's it's not. He's he's irrelevant too. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's it's there like, are funnier things happening on the Wizards than Dwight yeah, Howard like, maybe so, maybe wanting uh being attracted to trans women. Like that yeah. you know what? In fact, if Dwight Howard is indeed into trans women, that would maybe be the coolest thing Dwight Howard's ever done. Yeah, I mean that's the that's uh, yeah. And he he seems like but he also, if just... that story is true, he was harassing her, and that fucking isn't cool either, and he's a scumbag. But also, if that person's lying, it's, I don't know. I've talked about this too much already. Let's move on, right? Yeah, dude, he's not, he's, uh, yeah. I, I, but look, if it gets Dwight Howard one step closer to being out of the NBA entirely, maybe there's a silver lining to this situation. Um. All right. Our last t- oh, you wanted to talk about the Wizards though. Right? Oh yeah, very just just very briefly. We talked about the Wizards, I think, on our last podcast about um how multiple players were screaming at the coach and the GM. It was like the whole team became Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. briefly. Except um, for Dwight Howard. Except for Dwight Howard, who was attending to other things. And uh uh yeah, like they already have Austin Rivers, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Markeith Morris just almost gets into a fight in every single game and might also be switching lives with his identical twin you brother. You haven't even mentioned the most fightable players on their roster. Oh, Kelly Oubre. And Austin Rivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, d- two people that have been in ridiculous altercations. Uh, Austin Rivers uh, apparently arch enemy of the Houston Rockets. He came in for his first appearance and picked up uh, three personal fouls in a technical very, very quickly in that game. Um, but the team was finally like, all right, we're just going to, we're going to, tr- nobody's safe. We're going to, we'll trade well, anyone on the team. The, he is the arch nemesis of the Houston Rockets. So he's who they were going to fight in the tunnel yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying he's also the seventh man on the team they were playing. You know what I mean? Like it's hard for it's hard for your arch enemy to be someone that might not play just for normal reasons, you know. Uh anyway, once they announced they were trading everyone, the team suddenly pulled together and they've won three out of four. They mm-hmm. beat the Rockets. Uh it's just amazing that like 
A report There's came such... out that Bradley Beal wanted to be traded immediately before mm. that game today. Yes. And his um his agent slash his attorney, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> all respect to Raymond Brothers, uh the attorney of Marco Folds. Um he denied it, but I mean everybody does want to be traded. Like no one wants to be there. There's just I guess Jeff Green voluntarily came to that team, but almost everybody else has been drafted or traded there. I guess Yon Mahinmi. Yon Mahinmi also chose to be a Washington Wizard, but there's two guys on the team that have uh anyway, but it's just a testament to what dicks they are that what inspired them to come together was the idea that they might be broken apart. And now it's like they're all fighting each other and it's not even clear whether they're motivated to get traded from Washington Mm -hmm. or if they're motivated to get the other players they hate traded from Washington. Right. Anyway, incredible story, incredible team. They're going to be the eight seed again. It's amazing. (laughs) Like they're making the playoffs. Um, all right. Uh, we got a lot of reader questions. Yeah, let's do um, it. Should we do that? This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. All right. Um, our first reader question comes from, uh... Person who is smarter at basket about basketball than us, uh, and great uh, former NBA writer Eric Freeman, who just said match NBA coaches to failed prestige dramas. Look short, sweet, to the point. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say that um, the Mike D'Antoni departure from Phoenix, in particular really reminds me of John from Cincinnati. Mm. Yeah. And the reason is um, everybody got excited about a new opportunity for D'Antoni. It was coaching the Knicks for the Suns. It was uh, their dream of paying a coach less money. (laughs) And much like uh, HBO abandoned Deadwood to make John from Cincinnati, the seven seconds or less Suns abandoned Mike D'Antoni. For me, the number one thing that came to mind is Stan Van Gundy with the Pistons is 100% Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom. Oh, my God. Uh, Just lecturing everybody, Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone knows it's bad, but they kind of want it to be good because they sort of liked liked his his previous work. Um, Yeah, that to me is pretty clear, right? But you're right because... Also, much like I would say that waiving Joe Smith and like paying his entire salary was very much equivalent to like something that a, a high minded Sorkin character would do. <laughs> oh, for like, sure. Oh, it's going to cripple your cap. It's going to cripple our consciences to keep him. <laughs> um, all right. Who is let's stick in the Sorkin verse. Yeah. Who is Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, Sean? Who's Studio 60? I think it might be Tibbs. Oh, just like so much hype because of something in a different era. But also just what is happening right now 
in Minnesota with all the there's a lot of uh, background intrigue mm-hmm. uh, and people yelling at each other. Uh, and also, I would not be surprised if later on in this season, Marcus Teague is uh, kidnapped in Afghanistan. Well, I can see that. Happen. <laughs> I, yeah, also, um, the way Jimmy Butler was sitting out games is the way that um, like Matthew Perry's not in two or three episodes of the show because <laughs> they were just like running out of money and they're like, hey, this episode's about Allison Janney and Timothy <laughs> Busfield somehow. <laughs> it's still Sorgan, baby. Uh, and also Andrew Wiggins is definitely the DL Hughley. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him going to practices and like being like, you yeah, know, we need, we need another guy who just got like, like, Derek Rose is the guy he finds in an alternative comedy club. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know you want someone to shoot threes. But we're doing something different now. Um, we're going to be matching a lot of NBA this to that. So is there anyone else you want to do or should we move on? No, that's fine. That's three answers. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. So our friend Crushjan asks, if J.J. Reddick's secret family had to play five-on-five five against one of Sean Kemp's multiple families, who would win? Uh, this is a great question. Uh, it's it's tough because we don't know the extent of J.J. Reddick's multiple secret... We know there are a lot of secret families, but we don't know where they are. But uh, the advantage is that Sean Kemp's um, multiple families are older. Mm-hmm. So that would be, I feel like that's an advantage because J.J. Reddick's like oldest potential child is what, like 23? Yeah. Because I don't feel like J.J. Reddick was uh, like an early puberty guy, I'm going to say. I mean, his say. oldest potential child is Grayson Allen. Right, right. And so Grayson Allen's 23. So that's what it is. Grayson <laughs> Allen is the oldest Kid. But if J.J. Reddick's secret family does include Grayson Allen, I think they could take Kemp's multiple families. Oh, Kemp I don't... For sure, Kemp's family for sure doesn't have an NBA player. Yeah, because we would know about that. Yeah. Yeah, because I wonder if... I always imagine a scenario where his, his children just inherit his metabolism, mm-hmm. but not his athleticism. Right. And, uh, yeah, that would be, they're definitely going to be bulkier. Um, JJ Reddick's family, I could see playing a much more modern, you know, three point shooting, fast moving offense. Um, but I think Sean Kemp just has a deeper bench. Yeah, they're way, there's way more Kemp's fresh. They'll stay fresh the whole game. But it also might be like a, uh, um, like a child basketball team situation where they have to, they have to play everyone. So, oh, so they're the like running in a aren't. pack all the time. Yeah. yeah. Where, no, but where like all of the good players play exactly the same minutes as all of the bad players. Oh you know? yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because they're all the coaches kid. Yeah. yeah I'm assuming <laughs> Sean Kemp's coaching the team. How many, here's a question. How many pancakes do you think Sean Kemp eats in one sitting? Oh, I mean, on a game day, it's less, but I mean, a, a baker's dozen, I would say a Vin <laughs> baker's dozen, as they say. 
Um, all right. We also were in a text exchange earlier tonight with our friend and very funny comedian, Bucky Sinister, uh, who suggested that there should be an alternate big three made up only of teams of siblings. Yeah, that would rule. Uh, who's win- who's taking that? Um, you know, it's, I feel like, I don't know if there's another Morris brother, but I feel like Markeith and Mar- Marcus would play very well together because they oh, share one Oh, I assumed they would also be old. Oh, oh, oh. Like so a it's big like, three. So it would have to be like Wesley and Chuck person. Yeah, and Horace and Harvey Grant. Yes. Yeah, and like, the Berries. I think the Berries would be very good in a big three format. They would cheat and get Canyon, too. You know how there's, like, guys right, in right. the big three who are younger? Yeah, yeah. That's actually one of the best keys to success is just sneaking a 29-year-old onto your 35 and older team. Um, Yeah, the Berries would do very well. I mean, I kind of feel like... I mean, not talking about old guys, but... Is it weird that I would pick a team of Hansboroughs over a team of Plumleys? Yes. The Hansboroughs just win, though. Not in the NBA, they don't. Yeah, they still win more than the Plumleys. True. I mean, not contract negotiations. No. But they're, they they <laughs> all, Ben and Tyler both have, like, serious big three games already. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, the Plumleys are also all in the NBA, so they're not in this league, I don't think, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. They're probably not eligible. <laughs> there was a guy in the NBA, in the Big Three, last year that played, like, a significant time in the NBA the previous season, which seemed not really fair. But... Um, who was that? Um, well, one year it was, uh, oh, it was, uh, what's his name? Xavier Silas. Mm. I think he's Paul Silas's son. No, no, Stephen Silas is Paul Silas's son. Um, I think he's a nephew, maybe. He's in the, <laughs> he's got to be a Silas family member, though. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think the. Isn't it crazy that none of those Kemp kids have been like basketball prospects, though? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, the only son I'm interested in right now is Bull Bull, dude. That guy fucking rules. There is no one I'm rooting for harder than Bull Bull. uh, Because his dad was a treasure. And uh, his game is fucking nuts. All right. um, (laughs) Genial Black Man at Trey Cool X asks, how many of Iggy Azalea... This is a gross question, by the way. Uh Trey Cool X. (laughs) <laughs> How many of Iggy Azalea's flat tummy tea farts did Nick Swaggy P. Young put up with before he was out the door? Uh, I, um, gotta, I gotta say, I think Nick Young is a farter. And I yeah. think he thinks it's pretty funny. Yeah. He, plus, he was not out the door at all. He was not out the door until D'Angelo Russell uh, snap snitched on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So hundreds. <laughs> yeah, like like an infinite however many it took. Also he he probably endured a lot of Vegemite farts, which are probably mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Damon Agnos, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. uh, asks, how do each of you honor the legacy of Vladimir Radmanovich? Well, I try to, I personally try to, to honor Vlad Rad. Vlad Rad, I feel like the seminal moment of his career was when he separated his shoulder snowboarding and tried to play it off like nothing happened or that it was like a right. game injury or something. So for me, uh, any time that I legitimately hurt myself or do something embarrassing, I blame it on a snowboarding injury. Interesting. Um, because I have a similar answer mm-hmm. um, that is also snowboarding injury related, but uh-huh. it's just I lie to my bosses all the time. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's how I do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, host of America's favorite football podcast are I am ready for some football. Mm-hmm. Josh Androsky, uh, uh, baby's most perfect boy. Uh, asks which players slash coaches took the most advantage of Black Friday? Hmm. What did they buy? Oh, yeah. Did any of them wait till Cyber Monday? I'll ask the second part in a minute. Okay. Um. So I think the players and coaches who took the most advantage. So no NBA teams play on Thanksgiving. So technically. They they could have lined up very early. Yes. And I'm going to say that the members of the Orlando Magic did. I just feel like... Why? Uh, warm weather location, not really that committed to the basketball season. Why? Uh, they're winning, dude! They're not really winning that much. <laughs> uh, but also, I think that everybody but... what The other thing that happened was... Jonathan Isaac invited everybody to come to church to hear him preach a sermon very early on Friday morning. And that's why all the guys are like, we are going to Best Buy as a team without Jonathan Isaac to get some. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because he was at church. Yeah. Um, I think this is a there's this is an easy answer. And they're two teammates. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Hassan Whiteside and Dion Waiters. Oh, my God. Yeah. No one bought more shit on Black Friday than those guys. Yeah, and Dion's hurt, too. They were waiting outside of a Miami speedboat dealer's house. (laughs) I mean, speedboat dealer at midnight, obviously. Yeah. Uh, They they were like, yo, yo, you got any of those cigarette boats we've heard Uh so much about? (laughs) And then they went to to Hassan's gun store. Mm. uh, A lot of great deals in Florida (laughs) on Black Friday. And then they went to the, then they went to Best Buy and bought refrigerators. Yeah, because they're just like we don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, did any of them wait till Cyber Monday? Uh, yeah, Gordon Hayward did for sure because he's yeah, already he was he's like online ASL, all the time. ASL. Yeah, a- <laughs> I kind of feel like I could see Gordon Hayward, like maybe doing one of those. Uh, like virtual reality shopping environments, much like you you've seen in that um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets movie. Oh, much like that. I've seen that, I have not seen that no, movie. <laughs> um, but no, I could I could see him like shopping in a way that bad science fiction movies thought you would shop in like twenty years ago, like sure. an unnecessary VR helmet. Um. 
and just, just putting just like, clothes on avatars. Yeah, yeah, and of, just working on his rig. Yeah. Like that's what he was. He was actually just shopping in the world of Warcraft. Yeah. For, no, he for he logged into the oasis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he put on his haptic suit. Mm-hmm. Um, He's to like, try I'm on... solve that riddle. Also, there's <laughs> no black people He's in this definitely book. Definitely hunting for eggs. <laughs> that book, man. It fucking sucks. All it's right. It's the most racist book since Mein Kampf. <laughs> Um, <laughs> ready okay. player 14 words I mean okay uh, Josh also asked who boycotted Amazon over the weekend in solidarity with the striking European workers ooh interesting well you know if Stan Van Gundy was coaching I think the yeah. Pistons would have already had their Amazon Prime like revoked except Andre Drummond for sure is a guy who buys a lot of bullshit on Amazon. Like, like I, I'm sure groceries, like, like items that almost don't even make any sense to get. No, but like Hulk hands, like he's buying all kinds of weird, dumb shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I also feel like Andre Drummond is a big eBay guy Mm -hmm. and he'll do stuff like bidding on a 35 year old can of soda that no one's opened in a while. (laughs) I don't know. Twelve dollars. <laughs> um, but I think I could see I could see some of the boycotting coming from uh the Portland Trailblazers, just feeling some community pressure, perhaps. Mm. Um I also don't feel like a lot of those guys are particularly shoppers on that team for some reason. Sure. Oh, also, I think like there might have been some kind of chilliness towards Amazon anyway because of uh, Paul Allen and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Not that they're like direct competitors, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, there's one person in the NBA who did it, and it's Milos Teodosic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's because he he is a striking European Amaz- uh, Amazon employee. Uh oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Just like he's been on a cigarette break since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, his that's boss why his doesn't knees know are where shot. he is. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> working in that warehouse. Timed breaks will break you down. Uh, we also had a follow up to that question from somewhere else, from uh-huh. someone else. Uh, one of our truly good one of our truly good friends mm-hmm. i mean josh is also one of our truly good friends but uh a person who introduced us in fact that's true um kevin very funny comedian kevin o'shea at o'shea computer follow him on twitter mm-hmm. uh he asked does kevin durant have a burner a burner amazon prime account one hundred percent. Yeah, of course, dude. I think he might have multiple ones, but one of them is just he he constantly gets tricked into watching Amazon Prime movies that he thinks will be sexual but aren't. <laughs> like he's just like I watched Skinny Dip and I was disappointed, and like he wants to be able to rate them and talk shit about the movies for having like being too family friendly for what he's looking for. Uh but yeah, he's constantly logged into the wrong one. Mhm. And so his um, recommendations are just total garbage. Yeah, he definitely watched Transmorphers. Right. There. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, our, uh, 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 we got another question from Canada. Oh, nice. Uh, at G-, G Southwood of the Alan Crab Pincers Up crew <laughs> asks, what moves will Pat Riley make to help the Warriors win the title so he can get that three-peat trademark symbol, cash? Mm-hmm. So we've discussed this Explain, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to walk everyone through I got to walk everybody through this. Listener. So um, I believe Byron Scott invented the term three-peat. Is that right, Joey? That sounds right to me, yeah. Uh, and Pat Riley heard someone say, like, yeah, we're going to repeat our repeat. We're going to three-peat. Pat Riley heard that, and because he's Pat Riley, immediately uh, trademarked the phrase along with four-word. Uh-huh. Like, which, which no one would ever weird, use. And drive for five. Yeah. Which probably people would use. No one would do four-word. But Pat Riley has been very litigious in the past yeah. around the three-peat trademark. Yeah, like any variations, Pat Riley's lawyers will come at you. And, um, you know, he cashed in when Shaq and Kobe did it. And he cashed in when, you know, there is there is an argument that the reason he went to Miami and uh, kind of let the Knicks founder was to facilitate the rise of the Chicago Bulls. And so he could <laughs> he could make that three peat money in '98. Uh, also, why he was so mad at LeBron after 2014 because when he put that when when they had that you know event welcoming everybody and LeBron was like, "We're not here to win one title, not two, not three, not four. That was the point when Riley was like, "But three in a row for sure at some point. Like, Daddy needs another house." Uh, so he was especially mad when LeBron left because he failed to three-peat in his four years. Like, two mm-hmm. titles is worth nothing to Pat Riley because there's no merch attached to that. So, he needs the Warriors to three-peat, uh, for, for gambling reasons or because he, he eats money or, <laughs> I don't, I don't, he's like, like a dragon who sleeps on a pile of gold. All of those are possibilities for Pat Riley. Um, a member of the basketball team that lost in Glory Road. Yeah, always, just, always important just to remember. A reminder, Pat we have, Riley, anytime Pat Riley comes up, he's on the he was a bad guy Kentucky on the team. Glory Road team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was part of the racist basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I was trying to think for this question: How can he help the three peat? Like, who do they have that the Warriors could use that they could plausibly? make a deal for um and i think i think it's not going to be someone coming to the warriors but rather a miami heat player coming to assassinate yes a rival team oh interest yeah 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 so i'm thinking look the backup center in oklahoma city is nerland's noel mm-hmm. he he gets hurt all the time uh, he could get hurt sneaking food in the media room. I think figuring out a way to get Hassan Whiteside to Oklahoma City, that might be... Because, like, not only is Oklahoma City a, kind of a bad matchup for the Warriors, Hassan Whiteside also uh, is an oaf 
And we mm. all know that Oves can just turn the tide of playoff series. We've seen it with Zaza Pachulia. Uh, JaVale McGee did it to his own team. Just putting Hassan Whiteside on the Thunder can create enough chaos that, like, he'll absolutely take down the Thunder from from yeah, within. Yeah, wouldn't, like, Schroeder and Pat Bever- uh, and Pat Patterson do it probably, yeah, too? Yeah, exactly. Salary-wise. Exactly. Like, that, that seems right. You know, like, and it... All it takes is, like, a hamstring injury from Steven Adams or he, like, you know, injures his jaw eating a live animal. Like, d- doesn't he do that? Probably something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he's very likely to, like, fall on Chris Paul while, you know, performatively challenging a shot that he couldn't possibly reach. Or a gun accident. So, like... like <laughs> Getting Hassan Whiteside into the Western Conference as long as it's not on the Warriors seems like a, a just like the most effective move he could make. Yeah, I like it. Um, all right. At Peter Dressler asks, upon which continent are Jimmer and Mello most likely to become teammates? Man, I mean the it's Asia. The numbers say Asia, <laughs> but I could really imagine a scenario. Where, like, an eccentric billionaire decides to have, like, an exhibition at the South Pole. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, <laughs> I only watch I only watch the Olympics and the Chinese Basketball Association oh. playoffs. So the two greatest players I've ever seen are Carmelo Anthony and Jimmer Fredette. Uh, actually, where would the first international Big Three game be? Oh, that's like a Bahrain? good Like yeah, like like Macau. Um, no, no. Who who were there? There. Remember, Roger Mason oh, Jr. Oh, had yeah, their yeah, shady. Qatar. It's like Saudi it's Arabia. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Qatar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The answer is Qatar. It's got, yeah. So it's a, it's Asia, but <laughs> but I feel like there's a <laughs> but lot. But not of the China part yeah. you're thinking no, of. No, <laughs> no. It's it's like it's like someone somebody where they're like human zoo adjacent. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they might be basketball teammates and they might accidentally have uh, joined the most dangerous game and hunting <laughs> a human being for sport. All right. Our friend at Adrian Escalera mm-hmm. asks, how long is Boston willing to suck as long as Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward are around? Um, Very long. Yeah, a long time. They're committed hard. By the way, I think it... I think oh, I forgot to. We forgot to talk about them at the news. I'm sorry, oh, that's, Sean. That's all right. Um, you know what? You why don't we? So we, there's been roughly 150 pieces about the struggle. What's Boston wrong Celtics with the Boston Celtics? With Joey, <laughs> yeah. would you like to just summarize that very quickly? What's actually wrong with them? Uh, yeah, they um, last year, uh, a bunch of young guys got to play a lot and shoot a lot. And now they're asking those young guys to go back to being role players. And young guys don't want to do that. And the guys replacing them are not very good. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh... So, yeah, it's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they, they have not... They've played way more games on the road than they have at home. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's like... But you know who the youngest guy... When you say young guys, yeah, 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 one of those the youngest Jason guy. Tatum. Oh, he's so young, dude. It's what's it like? Do you think being the youngest person on Earth? It's crazy. Like, yeah. It, oh my 
Man, we love how young he is. All right, me of uh, that didn't men when the youngest person on earth dies. Such a bummer. Imagine if that was also Jason Tatum. <laughs> oh my god. Um. All right. He also says related. Uh-huh. What would Boston sports complex say if they were black? Man. Well, let me. They let would me be s- fired already. They would be fired already for sure, and like run out of town and. For losing to LeBron? Oh, my God. Man, being lazy? Yeah. I don't think I would have said that. Uh, also, let's just say uh, choosing your free agency destination because you want to play for your college coach, that it's is... the whitest shit you can do. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's just... Door- it's like saying your mom's your best friend. <laughs> like a college coach is someone you escape. <laughs> He's not your friend. He's not paying right. you. He's stealing at, your labor. We have too many questions. Sorry. Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, at Feeling Minnesota, sorry, at Feeling Mini asks, outside of acquiring white guys or trading players after personal <laughs> tragedies, <laughs> what should be Ainge's offseason strategy if the Celtics don't turn it around? E.g. sign Kyrie, go Young, I mean, they've already got young, gone young, having gone all young the youngest. As you can go. Uh, trade youth for a superstar. Um, I mean, they're gonna turn it around, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've. You the know, East is still dog six shit. in the East, and they've they've played five more games on the road than they have at home, and those fans, I mean, playing in there, oh, it's just like plugging into a a well of good feelings just the smartest best fans in the league that just raise them up to a higher level uh uh sorry i just uh, got a little uh, got a little i just got a little misty thinking about the, i mean the historic td north garden <laughs> clearly the thing they should do mm-hmm. is uh restart the celtics chance twitter account That's the fans true. are the ones letting them down yeah. because the fans are the ones who uh, set the tone and light the fire mm-hmm. and uh, the players and the coach and the GM are all irrelevant. It's just the fans. The, the fans, fans are the reason the unique that Bill Russell won all those titles. They're mm-hmm. the reason Larry Bird was so good. Bill Russell just went out there and he's like, you know what? These people might be breaking into my house and shitting on my bed. Yeah. But I just want to play for them. There's something yeah. about this magical building. They just raise me up. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, if, if they're not just trading whatever, you know, like, like anything that New Orleans asked for to get Anthony Davis, right? I mean, I guess, but that seems like, it seems like they've been waiting on that for four years now. I mean, really what they need to do is, uh, consolidate some of their okay guys who are young. Uh Uh-huh. For one really good guy. <laughs> or, well, also, this is a crazy idea. Um, trade a pick occasionally. Yeah. Sweeten the pot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they won't do any of that. They'll... They're going to stay the same, and then Danny Angel go on some radio show and be like, oh my god. Uh, I was gonna trade for Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. I'd offered all of this, and the Warriors said you no. The and then house. everyone will be like, "Holy shit! Can you believe it? 
Can you believe what the Warriors turned down for Stephen Curry? Uh-huh. And he's um, like, yeah, man. We were what so close. What are you going to do? We were so close. Um, <laughs> the question I liked better from feeling mini, though, uh, is do you think Andrew Wiggins falls asleep during sex? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, like okay, absolutely he's asleep 15 seconds after his climax. Like, like guaranteed. But, like, during the act itself, I think he might. <laughs> um, I have a different answer for this. Yeah. Uh, no one from Canada has ever had sex. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good. It's point. a sexless. The only person who's had sex in Canada is Justin Trudeau. Um, their weird neo-lib prime minister. All right, yeah, he's um, the JFK of Canada because he had a because he had more sex suited old. Well, no, he also had a. Older brother who died, who was actually supposed to be prime minister. Mm. Uh, oh, they, his dad had a lot of sex too. Pierre oh, Trudeau was yeah, tight. yeah. That guy had a lot of sex. He was the anti Brad Stevens. That's actually why they banned sex. That guy was having too much sex. So now that country gave us Tom Green. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at Hug Life, I don't know why I was so mean to Tom Green. I love Tom Green. Anyway. At Hug Life asks, how much of a shame would it be if the collective genius of Brad and Danny and their highly lauded – we got a lot of Celtics questions. Yeah. Uh, and their highly lauded five-year rebuild ultimately resulted in a seven seed. Um, um, not a shame at all. We, we no, love it. It would be great. It would be glorious. It would be the greatest thing that ever happened to us. It would be just wonderful to see – I don't even really have anything against Brad Stevens, except that the deification of Brad Stevens is mm-hmm. extremely weird. And it's just because, like, there's a lot of Celtics fans who write for prominent publications. Uh, he should move. He should move to Canada. He'd like it there. No sex there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Safer. <laughs> Question, though. The follow-up for Hug Life, which is way more up our alley. Uh-huh. Uh, will Tanner Ainge ultimately get the last laugh in his, in this family feud? Because Tanner Ainge was running for a Senate in Utah when his dad stole Gordon Hayward from them. Yeah. Uh, which we blame him losing that election for. Yeah, he. W- I think it was the House of Reps, but, but oh, regardless, me. yes. Um, I'm going to say he will have a late laugh, but not the last laugh, because it will fall apart. Hayward is already falling apart. Stevens is like, Brent Stevens isn't. He definitely won't have the last laugh, though, because Terry Rogier is getting the money in the yeah, will. Yeah, once they hear that, that is the, the last <laughs> laugh of all. That's the Terry, ultimate last lap. The, the scariest Terry Rozier moment of all is when he repossesses Tanner Ainge's house, which as, belongs to As him. we all know, Terry Rozier is untradeable uh, because Danny Ainge loves him more than his own children. We'll all right. legally adopt him soon, yeah. Uh, at and Keefe asks, excluding all this is, we're going to talk about this question for a long time, I think. Uh, at and and Keith asks, excluding all of the teammates Durant has had on the Warriors so far, where would he rank on a list of most beloved Golden State players? So, even this guy's, even though this guy's a teammate, I think we should get it out of the way. 
Stephen Curry is the most beloved warrior of all time. Yeah, it's right? not even close. Yeah. Um, I mean, so who would you say is even... I would say outside of this current generation of players, like anybody who has a ring. Mullen? Is it Chris Mullen? Mullen is higher than Durant, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say that... I think Jason Richardson and Steven Jackson also might be higher than Durant. It's really hard to tell because I feel like the kind of like Twitter reaction to Durant is a lot harsher than maybe the in-person reactions to Durant. See, I was at Thanksgiving talking to my family and they are not on NBA Twitter and they're not big on Kevin Durant. Yeah, my and I have a large family. I would just say the I had the opposite experience at Thanksgiving, but not but not with my family. Um I mean, I think he's just has only been there, you know, this is only year 3 and it it I don't know. I Here's was, what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Go ahead yeah. I'm just going to pick I think he's below Baron Davis but above Monte Ellis. I think that's I think that's a really good point. I think he's ahead of Mitch Richmond, but probably behind Tim Hardaway. Yeah, he's uh, above Antoine Jameson. <laughs> uh huh. But below um, uh, uh, Bobby Sura. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say he's about a hundred spots ahead of Rick Barry. <laughs> But two spots below um, Nate Thurmond. Yeah. They were just bad enough for so long that they honestly don't have that many players that were even on the team for that many years in a row. But what I will say is I do think if he stays and has more games like he just did the last two nights, Mm -hmm. uh, he has a chance to jump uh the we believe guys i think that i think that's true and i mean really it's it's weird because it but he'll never on, jump mullen i don't think i don't know if you can jump mullen cuz yeah he will jump david lee pretty definitively he though, has jumped david he's lee, jumped david lee. Yeah. he's jumped uh <laughs> um it's interesting because it still seems like, I, I understand that it absolutely is a possibility. I still can't see him leaving if they've won three in a row. Like, I just... I, I can. can. But, like, not defending the title? That just, just seems so enigma, crazy. Man. I don't he's, know. He's He is a... Uh, he is searching for something to fill the hole inside of him, and so far championships have not done it. But what about? And I get that. You know, he's like Dan in real life. He is mm-hmm. laying in the 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 uh, the <laughs> in the malaise that is a stack of pancakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and can't get out of it. Yeah, I don't know if that's what Dan in real life is. <laughs> no, about he again. does that. He does that. Only seen Dane, the poster. Dane Cook's yelling at him or something. <laughs> that was in the 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 magical year of Dane Cook, all his films. Good luck, Chuck. 
right? right. Is that what? By the way, called? we are naming this episode KD in real life. KD All in right. Real life. Yeah. <laughs> also, Mr. Brooks. Yeah. Oh, love Mr. Brooks. Anyway, got some more questions here. Yeah. Uh, at Corbin Smith, host of the fabulous Take It or Break It podcast, which you should all uh, subscribe, rate, and review after you've subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast. Um, asks, what NBA player do you want to take a masterclass from and what about? This is a great question. Yeah. I feel like... Well, you, you should go ahead. I'm I'm thinking about, like, NBA I player... would like to take a ham farming question uh, masterclass from uh, 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 Jose Calderon. Ooh, that's probably really good. Because he has that those ham farms. Yeah, that's... You know, and I feel like he probably just was brought on to a lot of those ham farms as, mm-hmm. like, an emergency... You know, just back oh, up. I don't think he's out there feeding corn. No, to I'm, the, it, the, I'm just saying the farm owners were like, we got to use this guy. Like, the the pigs are responding to him. The whole thing works better. Yeah, they thought Jerry Jack involved. was going to be their main ham mm-hmm. farmer. But then it turned out <laughs> Jose Calderon was better. Yeah. Um. You know, I think... I guess, I guess I've always wanted... To, to know how to, like, build things. Like, I've always wanted to be able to, like, build a building. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I'd probably have Russell Westbrook teach me a master class in uh, putting up bricks. Oh! Hey! Um, I w- the real master class I want to take, though? Uh-huh. Uh, I want to take a master class from Don Nelson about how to be tight as fuck. Wow, that would be... You know the best ahead thing of is, Durant. Well, he is ahead of Durant. You know the coolest thing about that class is you show up and he's not even there. He blew it off. Yeah. He's at oh, the for beach. sure, dude. He's like, he took your money, and he is like, eh, just come to. Hey, you know what, you know, dude. I'm not gonna refund your tuition, but you can stay in the house on Maui whenever you want. <laughs> oh, I would also like to take a master class uh, from Lou Williams just about modern romance. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Um. All right. At Queen Ozymandias asks, what products is KD going to cape for when he goes broke in five years, a la Jordan and rechargeable batteries? Yeah, that's like if you're ever wondering about how bad Michael Jordan's gambling problem got and you ignore whatever happened to his father. The fact that he was shilling for rechargeable batteries <laughs> is a good point where you're like, oh, you had a bad run. They were the like Rayovac, too. Yeah, Ray, like not even cla- like not good looking ads. He looked like he showed up and they just shot it on like a home movie camera. And that was the point where I was like, okay, this is, you know, and, and I'm sure he was, I'm sure it was like a cash call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he still had his assets, but yeah, it was just like, okay. We're going to shoot this this week, and you're going to just bring me the cash instead of... Okay, great. Um, Although there's no one with lower endorsement standards than Shaq. I think no, probably the general history. Icy Hot. Uh, also, I, today I saw Lionel Hollins doing uh, a commercial for what seemed to be like a pretty generic cold remedy. I've seen another Lionel Hollins ad... Why? Why are you like? Oh, we Lionel Hollins, Hollins, as I thought, was for like 
blood pressure medication, the one I saw. Uh, this was one where he was, like, sneezing into a towel during a game and had to take... Well, maybe that's the same. Remedy. Maybe that's the same one. I could see <laughs> that... him. I could see him being like a big endorser in Portland, right? Isn't that where he? Isn't I that mean... the city that has very fond associations with Lionel Holland? Yeah, he is in Breaks of the Game. Yeah. Anyway, that is that is weird. Oh, uh, we oh. haven't answered the Durant question oh, though. I, that... I have one. Go ahead. So I think that uh, he's going to be like working for he's gonna like the first time he falls on financial hardships he's gonna be working for some like jim's jim's 24-hour plumbing service Mm -hmm. and then he's gonna jump to roto rooter because it's just like a bigger more successful version of that same company and there's gonna be an ad where like katie is like oh when i when things get jammed up uh the most efficient way to do it to call Roto Rooter, and then he's posing with a big plumber's snake and like mm-hmm. winking, and they're like snake. So I, I think, think uh, years from now, uh, we're gonna get a commercial that is Draymond, an old Draymond Green and an old Kevin Durant yelling at each other about just for men hair dye. <laughs> I mean. If you've seen Kevin Durant's hair, I don't know if it's <laughs> going to be that far in the future. Um, um, I could also see him and Russell Westbrook getting together for like a Reese's, you know, like like chocolate and peanut butter back together again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I could also it, but honestly, it'll be some shitty app. Let's be honest. Yeah, it'll be like or like personal wealth management. Yeah. That's what it's going to be, because he's not creative. All right. (laughs) Um, She also asked, which current NBA players will be selling watches on QVC? Mm. Uh, This is clearly. Look, there's one show. There's one watch show on QVC. If these two guys were on together for an hour, I would watch it. Uh And it honestly could happen right now. And it is Swaggy P and J.R. Smith together selling oh. watches. You know, I think he and I, I kind of, well, that, yeah. I was thinking that, that Swaggy P and JaVale might reunite. Yeah. They've done so much media together. But also, I would love one that was like, uh, you know, like the, the, there wouldn't be a watch show. It would be like that knife show. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like a super intense, not a lot of words, but incredibly hard sell from Marcin Gortat and <laughs> uh, Pekovic. And they're just like, we have used these knives. You will buy them. Buy the knife. <laughs> Pekovic just has his arms folded and he's staring directly into the camera. Um, I'd Why also are the just... phones not ringing? We need to hear the phones ringing. Or I'd bad things will happen. Just like to say here right now for uh, the business world to hear, uh, I would buy anything from Ricky Rubio. Oh, yeah. Like, just a happy... Look, I want Ricky Rubio to star in those weird... You know those Nicolas Cage Japanese pachinko, pachinko commercials? Yeah. I want to see those style Ricky Rubio commercials. I'll buy anything, man. I think just like the happiest, endorser. 
What? I think he'd be a good Skittles endorser. Well, but they have Marshawn Lynch. They, they he's they not going to basketball player. It's true. Um. All right. Our final question uh, from the king of the questioners. I'm calling him now. Uh, David Jordan the- at shot underscore daddy, who last week asked the greatest question we've ever gotten in the history mm-hmm. of the show. Wrote us another email, Sean. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, and again, if you want to write us emails, if you think you can top David Jordan, mm-hmm. who is literally the goat of emailing us. The, jo- the Jordan of emails. <laughs> yeah. If you want to come up with your own Jordan rules to try and beat out David Jordan, uh, email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at roundrockpod. Um, but David writes... Long setup to this one, but bear with me. Let's assume Q, John Delancey, not the QAnon guy, and I'm going to editor's note here. Uh, this is the magical being from Star Trek The Next Generation, that Q. Yeah, in, in fact, they le- the very first episode of the show, I, I tried to get into it and watch the pilot, and uh, this guy was dressed as a Shakespearean character, and I was like, mm-hmm. I think I might be out. <laughs> So let's assume Q appears to the uh, appears to you and tells you he intends to vaporize any NBA owners that cannot prove themselves worthy of existence. The trial will be held in a karaoke bar, and each team owner will be judged individually based on their ability to convey a convincing amount of authentic human emotion through their performance. There are two conditions. One, the owners will not know that they are literally singing for their lives. Two, you are given the responsibility of choosing which song each of them will be singing. Question, which songs do you pick for which owners, and who do you think lives and dies based on their performance? Also, hmm. how long does it take you to stop laughing after watching Jerry Reinsdorf blink out of existence following his rendition of Break Your Neck by Busta Rhymes? Hmm. I'll tell you, there's one thing that came to both of us when we got this question. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think the only NBA owner who is definitely surviving this challenge is Steve Ballmer. You could give him anything, and I think he's living. Yeah. Uh, And I think he would would pick, like, a really crowd-pleasing karaoke song. It would be, like, something that he would want to hear as a karaoke audience member. Like obviously, get he's on doing your feet by the I yeah. I think I think it's like, but he's doing like, he's not. I don't think he's gonna do like Born to Run. No, he might do Born to Run. I was gonna. I was actually thinking. I think he'd do Hungry Heart. Oh, well, I think I, I like he would do Get on Your Feet by the Miami Sound Machine, but mm. it's not like a great. Uh, here's what I think he would do: uh, All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Oh, that's really good. Yep. Yep. He'd crush it, though. He's, yeah. he's the only owner, I think, getting out of this. Where I'm like, life, I'm frankly. sure he is. Yeah. Um, Tom Gores, mm-hmm. our favorite owner. The partiest the owner. Partiest the owner. Uh, the owner of the Detroit Pistons. Uh-huh. We have to protect him at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we need to um, around. So I think for him, um, I think the thing. 
something he would I think something he would crush would be old time rock and roll by Bob Seeger. Yeah. That's Can't you good. see it? just him just shit housed just uh talking about taking the old records off the shelf. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like like clapping with his hands above his head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is one where I think in most cases Ted Leonsis of the Washington Wizards is getting zapped almost certainly. Unless <laughs> he chooses the song Kids from uh Bye Bye Birdie. And he's like, Kids, I don't know what's wrong with these kids today. <laughs> and like I feel like he would really get into that. And there's a point when Q would be like, Well, that is a human emo- it's it's not an emotion I like, but he did make it. Uh I think I think there's a big question here, Joey. Yeah. What is what it? What song is Michael Jordan singing? Uh, that I was just gonna ask you <laughs> that same fucking question. <laughs> what song do you think Michael Jordan knows the words to? It's just that Anita Baker song, right? I was like, giving you the song, best that I got. That's the only song he knows the the words to, right? But I can't see him singing hey, there's Anita no Baker. fucking way he could sing it. So like you what know what? I bet he, he know. Pick? I bet he knows the words to "My Way" by Frank Sinatra. Wow! Yeah, like a real throwbacky. Because it's a real. That's a real like song you hear at a golf in a golf clubhouse. You know. Well, I bet people have been like have have used the phrase like this year Michael Jordan did it his way, mm-hmm. and like he could have picked that up. Uh, he would not survive. However, no he would, fucking he would way. Be zapped. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what do you th- what do you think Cuban would do? Oh, I want Cuban zapped out of existence. Fuck Mark Cuban. Yeah. So I picked this song for him already. Uh-huh. He's the only one I picked ahead of time. Uh he is singing Teenage Dirtbag by Weedis. Uh-huh. Uh you know the 90s song. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh because it's very high. He has to do there's like a girl part and he's a fucking dirtbag and zap him out of here. Yeah. Get him out. Uh You're gone. Yeah. Quickly, Joe Lacob's going to do the remix to Ignition. Uh, uh-huh. Robert Sarver is not even going to get a song because he's going to already be zapped because he started yelling at the KJ because he did he wouldn't tip mm-hmm. for his song, and it just didn't even happen. Uh, Dan and Nick Gilbert are doing The Boy Is Mine by Brandy <laughs> and Monica. <laughs> they might make it, honestly. I think they might, yeah. He's a good luck charm, that's the thing. And they're like, you actually got the number one pick somehow. Uh, um, what and, do you think and Stan Kroenke? <laughs> Stan Kroenke would do, like, uh, Margaritaville, I think. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Unfortunately, I think he might make it. Do He definitely it. knows the words <laughs> to Margaritaville. Like, And, and people would be like, I kind of get it. <laughs> um, um, I would say that the one of the DeVoses would I don't know I don't know what Richard DeVos would would choose necessarily but I know it would be by like someone who beat their wife you know what I mean like it's it's gonna be like yeah. a disgraced evil person song um well we want to get rid oh, of you him. know what he might do he might do a Megan Trainer song that's what I think he's gonna do <laughs> Um, I want, I hate Tillman Fertitta. Mm. He's my personal enemy. Yeah. And 
you know what? I am going to give him a song that you always see people fuck up at karaoke uh-huh. because they think it's easy, but it's actually really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And that is Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Everyone thinks they can sing that song, but they cannot. Uh, and bye-bye, Tillman. <laughs> and uh, you know what I got to say? They haven't had any ownership situation, but I think the ghost of Paul Allen comes out and just just tears it up. He just does the well, star-spangled band. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And he doesn't even sing, and, and everyone's just crying by the end. It's just amazing. Uh, and I think James Dolan attempts Desperado by the Eagles, and it's just he just doesn't <laughs> have the range for it. And he, he loves it so much, and he really wants to do it, but he's just like, Beat you if it could. Queen of Hearts is always your best friend. And it's terrible. Uh, you know who I think is getting through this? Okay. Who's that? I think Jeannie Buss oh. is for sure going to make it through because I think she's going to do This Is How We Do It by Montel oh, Jordan. Oh, yeah, she could do that. Just like wine drunk, just having a great time. People love that shit, man. I think she could also destroy uh, You Oughta Know. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah. All right, what about our favorite... He's like the great Gatsby of internet owners, Robert J. Para, oh. the only owner who can dunk. I think he would. Do... Where's a shooting sleeve? Look, we're, what we're, song? If we're if he's picking for himself, he's doing the full version of Rapper's Delight because he memorized <laughs> it when he was twelve, and it's like kind of impressive. But if we're choosing for him, I think I would even pick any song about like human affection. And I think yeah, it would just be... I have it. He's doing Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> I was thinking I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry, but that's... <laughs> Alright, what about Mickey Harrison, dude? Uh, so, Mickey Harrison, the CEO of Carnival Cruise Lines, I think he's like 86 <gasps> years old now, too. I think he's also doing... Uh... No, Mickey Harrison's the son of Ted Harrison. He's not that old. Oh, he's right? not that old. I I don't know. I, I, I thought he was really old, but you're right. It might just be his. Yeah, he's 69. Oh, that's not that hey, old. Hey, nice. Hey. Well done, um, Mickey Harrison. Uh, I mean, he's the one who's got it. I th- this is obvious, actually. He's doing, it's very on the nose. He's doing Miami by Will Smith. Oh right? yeah, and, and he's really so messing it up. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's making it through. <laughs> and and like as he's getting zapped, he's like, "I wanted to do Sloop John B." <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> Sean. What about Glenn Taylor? <laughs> um. So I think I mean Glenn Taylor definitely cannot sing, and does not have any. He other- is. He's very old. I think he might, if he was, if it was up to him, I think he might, like Paul Allen, try to perform the national anthem, <laughs> but just him singing it, and he's like, I've heard it in a lot of games, I'm gonna do my best and uh, bear down and do this one, um, but, I, but I actually think he would try Friends in Low Places, and it wouldn't yeah. work. 
I want to give him, though, we're picking. Oh, yeah, we're picking. I'm giving him Tainted Love by Soft Cell. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like... What what is that bumping? (laughs) Quiet down. All right. What about the king of all fracking, Clay Bennett, Sean? Ooh, Clay Bennett. What are we giving Clay Bennett? Um, I think I'm giving Clay Bennett hot in here uh, because... It's, you know, a comment on climate change. It's a song he definitely can't handle. And, you know, he's going to hell. So it's all that's also a place where it's hot. See, I had a similar idea and I wanted to give him I Melt With You by Modern oh, English. That's, that's pretty good. I don't think he'd make it either way, though. Um, all right. The DeVosses we did. Larry, uh, the, who's the Raptors owner? Larry Tenenbaum? Is that his name? <laughs> well, we haven't done Sarver yet. Oh, we'll get to no, the no, we, well, I said, Oh, I didn't pick a song. I just said he'd get zapped. Refusing <laughs> to tip. Um, oh, yeah, but what, what would I pick for him? I'm going to give him Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him try to tackle Black by Pearl Jam. <laughs> Uh, we also haven't given our favorite owner a song yet. Uh-huh. Vivek Ranadive. Oh, Vivek Ranadive. I'll tell you what they, what he's doing. What's he doing? He's doing that song that... <laughs> that the band from Revenge of the Nerds plays. Uh, you know, in Revenge of the Nerds, they have to put a band together. Uh-huh. And the nerds, the nerds play a song on violin, and I think they're singing. That's oh, what Beck yeah, there's and like an electric violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I could see that. Yeah. Um, the Atlanta Hawks. What song does Grant Hill do? Push by Max Matchbox Twenty. I could see that. I also <laughs> think I could see him doing. Um, that that Casey and JoJo song, "All My Life." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I think he. Do, I think he actually makes it. Oh, for sure. Grant Holt. Grant Holt will be fine. All right. What about Peter Holt of the San Antonio Spurs? <laughs> Jesus. Uh. I think. I think he's gonna do a country music song. That's. Uh, wh- what. Uh, he's doing "Achy Breaky Heart," dude. You think it's "Achy Breaky"? Yeah. 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 That's I a very there. classic. Uh, shitty old guy karaoke song to do. I was thinking maybe I love my truck, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Oh but yeah, Mikhail Prokhorov. What is? Does Mikhail he Pro- still own them? Really though, he does. I, I mean, I mean, I know he's like hands off now. I'm pretty sure he's still the principal. Okay, owner, though. I mean, um, I don't know who else owns it. I mean, he might be very hands-off, but I think he still owns it. I'm um, giving him Barbie Girl by Aqua. Yeah, I would say it's got to be, like, real <laughs> Euro and dancey. I think or, he, like, Blue Daba Diba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he I think he does Blue, yeah. Um. All right, Larry Tannenbaum, the owner of the Toronto Raptors, who also own the Maple Leafs, Toronto FC, Toronto Argonauts, uh-huh. the... And the sports. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I think he does Hotline Bling. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. What about um, 
Larry Miller, the owner of the the uh, the Utah Jazz. Oh, is he still alive? I think no, he died. it's his son. Oh, right? oh, that's the son. I think the son. Hold on, maybe yeah, I, I have this wrong. I think it's the wife, actually. I think it's Gail Miller. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Gail Miller. I think she does Helen Reddy's uh, "I Am Woman." Here yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I don't anyone think anyone else we have left. We did Leonsis. I think uh, we've got them all right. Did we? Yeah, we did. We get the. I think that is that everybody. We might have left some. Wick Grossbeck oh, of the Boston of the Celtics. Oh yeah, and then Wick Grossbeck, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm shipping up to Boston. I think. <laughs> oh, he, is he going to lose his leg? Oh, he is going to lose his whole body. <laughs> all right. And what about those uh, weird Bane Capital creeps who oh, own the 76ers? Yeah. So they all get on stage at the same time and try to do Chumbawamba. Mm. I was going to say, I want to give them Call Me Maybe oh. by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> yeah, but they bl- they really blow it. Yeah. And they're oh, already no. fighting. You know what the worst ones? group one is? Anytime you go to karaoke, some giant group of people always tries to do the weight by the band, oh, I was, and they just really fuck it up. That's what they're doing. I totally forgot that Will Smith was a minority owner of the Sixers. <laughs> oh, well, then they might survive. They might yeah. just send him. Yeah, and then he's like, my own song, getting jiggy yeah. with it. Uh, <laughs> I also feel like this is a group that thinks it would be great to do Bohemian Rhapsody as a group, and mm-hmm. it's just interminable. Yeah, that never works. All right, and then finally, uh, uh, Eden's the uh, Bucks owner. We haven't done either. Oh, Wes oh, Eden. oh, yeah. And oh, Lazary and Eden. Lazary and Eden's. Yeah, I think they do regulate together. Aaron Rodgers also owns the Bucks too. Oh, apparently. the greatest, maybe the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. <laughs> Unimpeachable reputation. So we need three guys. <laughs> Something that's good for a trio. A trio, uh, like a traveling you know Wilbury song. No, maybe? We're, we're keeping, we're keeping. You know what? Fuck it. We're keeping Aaron Rodgers out of this. Okay. Uh, there's no way he owns that much of a team. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's just Edens and Lazary, and they are doing summer loving. Oh, but I love it. Yeah. The classic karaoke duet. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, that's great. I don't think they're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, and that's been Reader Mail, Sean. Yep. Those are our readers. Oh, don't do it, dude. <laughs> We're already going to be making fun of him in a minute here. Oh, yeah, um. Right. Sean, normally at the end of our show, uh, one of us just picks a really shitty, stupid basketball themed song or like a a bad song that we've found on the Internet that sort of ties back to the show. Um, But something happened today Mm -hmm. uh, that the uh, Grantland Jr., Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> the ringer.com um, released a Luka Doncic parody song that people seem to really love and it got a lot of traction. And to um, try and get our show more popular, uh, we're copying them. Mm-hmm. So Sean wrote and recorded a song, uh, a Luka Doncic parody song. Mm-hmm. Um, please share with your friends. Oh, we'll put it up separately on our SoundCloud. 
Um, but we have a SoundCloud. So that's what we'll be playing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, our new hit Luka Doncic parody song. Mm-hmm. It's going to get um, a lot of hype and Steve Kerr is going to love it. Yeah, everybody's going to love it. Um, but before we hear that, Sean, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, come see me co-headlining the punchline December 20th through the 22nd in San Francisco. Five shows. Check them out. Um, when was that again? December 20th through the 22nd. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Shows at 8 o'clock on Thursday, 7.30 and 9.45 on Friday and Saturday. And where can they buy tickets for that, You Sean? can buy tickets at livenation.com or you can call the box office, which you uh, can find the number on livenation.com. I don't know it offhand. <laughs> All right. And then um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter uh, where – at Frankie Muniz, where on five twenty six six no, I've read that one pretty recently. Um, we're on uh, twelve eleven fifteen. I tweeted. I always realize I don't have many friends when I need a friend. Real sad. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's hear the America's new hit parody Luka Doncic song. <laughs> My name is Luka. I was the third pick. Musical parody. Songs about me make me sick. I come from a foreign land. DeAndre steals rebounds out of my hand, but you can play me at the four. Coach Carlisle plays me at the four. The sex scene from Watchmen was really gross. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.